from the dark web to your radio dial. You are listening to CyberTalk Radio on News 1200 WOAI. Welcome to CyberTalk Radio. I'm your host, Brett Pyatt, a 20-year internet security veteran. I'm joined this week by a professor of cybersecurity at Texas A&M University, San Antonio, uh, Dr. Akhtar Lodger, and he's the chair of the department, correct? Department. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So uh, we've had a, one of your faculty members on about a year ago, and, and you guys have some new exciting things going on here in cybersecurity, so I'm really thrilled to have you you back to the program. If uh, any listeners out there were wondering uh, what ha- what was going on a year ago, uh, you can listen to our uh, rebroadcast or uh, replay episodes at www.cybertalkradio.com. Uh, you can also find them on any podcasting app out there. And if uh, you have a favorite podcasting app where our content is not available, look us up on Facebook or Twitter. Let us know. We will get you a CyberTalk Radio t-shirt and we will get the program uh, added to those. If you're also not going to be able to stick with us uh, throughout the hour here, uh, this episode will go up on Tuesday. Uh, November the 27th on our website and those podcasting services. So thank you very much for coming out and joining us. Thank you. Uh, pleasure to be here. So uh, the A&M San Antonio, uh, you guys have been around for a while as a, a upperclassman university, but it recently, I guess, how many years ago now is it you guys are full four-year university here in town? Um, about two years. Two years and so, uh, so this is our third year where we are having our uh, new uh, batch of freshmen coming in. And so, uh, yeah, we've been uh, established as a university in San Antonio for uh, a few years now, and this is actually a 10th year in operation. So uh, not many people know uh, about uh, our campus. Uh, and so we were in various buildings around, uh, around town uh, in different buildings. And then uh, now we have an established campus on the south side of San Antonio, uh, right below 410 and yeah. Zarzamora. And this is the, the first time the A&M has gone to a, an urban center in, in Texas. Oh, that's correct. Yeah, I guess it's still the only one, isn't it? It's the only one, and so it's uh, coincidentally, it's the only, and San Antonio has a privilege where uh, a major university of the other system, as well as Texas A&M, are both in the same city, and so that's also not uh, happened here in Texas. Yes. So, and you guys uh, are building out a, a cybersecurity program there. Uh, I mean, we have uh, cybersecurity education going on all across town, even at the, the middle school and high school with Cyber Patriot teams and uh, teaching some of those classes down there, but uh, up into our university system. So uh, it, in as I think about uh, competition out there, you're like, well, everyone's already got cybersecurity. Well, it, you guys are doing some in, very interesting, unique stuff uh, with the, the curriculum and the program. Right. And so, uh, uh, yeah, you know, it's uh, it's basically. I mean, San Antonio is uh, is a cyber city uh, of USA, and it's known that uh, known for that. Um, so we are the second largest uh, uh, city with the with the city with the second largest number of cybersecurity folks, uh, uh, right behind Washington D.C. And so Washington D.C. of course has uh, uh, that privilege because of uh, you know being the nation's capital. And so uh, so San Antonio is is very uniquely positioned uh, as a city for that uh, number one. And so uh, yeah, uh, the the universities that we have also have been uh, rich in tradition. And, uh, and and they have had programs, and there's never enough programs in the sense because the cybersecurity workforce is increasing dramatically in, in San Antonio, uh, as well as uh, in the in Texas and throughout the nation, and so the demand is there. And so we don't look uh, as uh, towards every of our, our, our you know fellow universities as, as competitions, uh, but more as as uh, you, you know cooperation. And we each have our unique strengths, and uh, so San Antonio, uh, you know, is able to uh, you know 
you know, bring all of us together. Uh, at, Tex at Texas A&M, we have uh, a unique program where uh, with, uh, with, with cybersecurity demand, we are bringing in folks from various, uh, uh, various backgrounds. And so, uh, you know, cybersecurity is for everyone. It's not only for computer science folks. And so, uh, so that's, uh, that's, the, that's the way we're dealing it, with it. And so we are located in the College of Business. And, and so cybersecurity is very important for business folks. And, uh, and so whenever we hear about a major uh, cybersecurity attack, it's, uh, it is on, 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 you know, primarily on the business and, and it hurts the bottom line. So, um, so from, from that perspective, uh, we have three different uh, programs. Uh, one is uh, uh, the computer science program. Uh, in which we have, uh, you know, we teach cybersecurity. Uh, then we have the second program, which is the the BBA uh, in the in the College of Business. So it's a computer information systems program, and so you do the BBA core, uh, the business core in there, and then you learn all the cybersecurity uh, concepts on top of that as a computer information systems person. And the third one, which is also a very popular program, is the BAAS, the, the Bachelor's Arts in Applied Sciences, and uh, and that program is very unique because uh, that allows students who have taken, say, for example technical course, uh, courses in information technology as part of the career, uh, say, as part of the military, and then we can bring those four folks in and they can get about uh, 48 uh, hours, uh, uh, 42 hours, I think, counted towards their, uh, their degree program. And so now, uh, with that, then they can come in and uh, finish the rest of the technical uh, cybersecurity co uh, components uh, very quickly, and they can graduate in, in in a couple of years. And so, so we have that's a very popular program. And so, so the input is coming in from uh, different sources, and then, but the output is a very quality product. And uh, so, these three programs that I mentioned, they all have the NSA. Cyber Defense Education uh, Certification. So our, our university has that certification from NSA. And so all of these uh, students who graduate from uh, these programs are eligible for the CDE certification, which is a very pre prestigious thing. And so uh, so what we offer, which is unique uh, for us, is that uh, they not only get a degree, which is a, uh, which is a important degree, uh, but they also get that certification. So it's a two for that they get. Yeah, no, that's uh, p powerful stuff. And I think it, it helps. Um, set the bar and kind of make sure from a, a programmatic manner the type of curriculum, uh, what folks are learning, and and from a, an employer perspective, what expectations uh, that they should have of those folks coming into the, the workplace with uh, the breadth and depth that they're going to uh, receive during that degree program. Right, absolutely. And so, uh, so again, uh, and, and the, the other thing that we have uh, as, uh, you know, as a Texas A&M, we are uh, experiential learning is, is, a, is a key focus in our program uh, throughout the university. And, and, uh, and the president is, uh, you, you may have heard the president talk about it many times in, in, in different conversations. And so uh, the other uh, aspect of, of our program is, is to ensure that uh, every student has uh, gained the experiential uh, learning components throughout the program. So, uh, so uh, we have, uh, you know, cybersecurity labs where people, uh, you know, actually work on real uh, cybersecurity problems. We have our own uh, SOC network, uh, security operations uh, center uh, for our students to work on problems. Uh, and uh, we, we do all kinds of things, forensics, penetration testing, um, all of that hands-on. And, and so the students get to really work on that. Uh, we partner with the, the companies over here in terms of internships. So again, experiential learning is a very big deal. Uh, our senior projects are definitely 
all uh, you know they have to do some real uh, real world problem uh, projects and so uh, so when the when the when they come out yeah they're ready for uh, for the for the industry yeah for the business yeah so is you guys have been uh, expanding your campus you said you've you've had some buildings all around town I think I've, I feel like I've seen some of your um, specific uh, colleges, uh, not necessarily down on your main campus, but um, scattered around town a little bit. But the technology uh, and computer science and all of the cybersecurity now is in um, some of the new facilities on the main campus. Absolutely, and so uh, yeah, and so uh, we had uh, uh, buildings. Uh, we we were teaching programs in, in several buildings uh, not too long ago, and then uh, we all got uh, all the programs are now consolidated at our campus um, uh, south of 410, uh, right off Zarzamora. And uh, and so we have a very beautiful campus. Uh, uh, you know, we have uh, now we have a brand new building for information technology. Uh, there are several other buildings too, uh, but uh, but and the campus is growing. We're building new buildings, uh, you know, every every year. And um, so this building has uh, uh, you know our entire floor dedicated to uh, computing and cybersecurity. Uh, we have brand new labs. Uh, again, I, I talked about the the security operations center uh, that we have uh, within there, and and this is a modern facility, and so. Uh, uh, so uh, you know, again, uh, as, as with universities go, you, you know, universities don't uh, uh, you know, change the building. The department don't change the change the building as such. But our building again is a brand new building, uh, which is built for the for the current infrastructure. And so, uh, so a lot of the things are built in isolation uh, networks and things like that, uh, which are very important uh, today. And so those are built in already. And and so uh, so those are advantages that we have. Uh, and again, it's a it's it, it's an open architecture in the sense that students and and faculty uh, commingle and um, and 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 so uh, you know the classrooms have glass doors so you can actually see uh, you know things like that and so uh, there's a coffee shop in the building and and so you can work and drink coffee and meet people and and stay late if you want to and that's, that's how yeah. Now it's it's always one of those interesting things is uh like you have to go I'm sure talk to some of your peers in the uh, faculty that your students are going to be downloading malware and bringing malware onto the the campus so that they can study it and analyze it it's a uh, uh, in the the cybersecurity side of the world it's kind of uh, like uh, in the the medical research, like we've got a, a lab here in town uh, over on the west side that uh, of San Antonio that is one of the I think it's a level four facility. They research infectious diseases like uh, Ebola, and it, it, you 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 bring those like real world germs and viruses in. They've got very special handling. It sounds like in in the tech uh, building, you guys have set up networks and things to be able to bring that malware in, work with it, analyze it, test exploits and flaws in software and, and use testing systems um, in ways that keep it contained from the rest of campus. Absolutely. And so so that's what the isolation networks are. And, and so, uh, you know, as with the state university, I mean, we have uh, so many uh, security guidelines to follow. And, and, and so if you're not able to isolate the network, then uh, then you'd fall flat on your face. And so, uh, yeah, so as we work very closely with the IT department, uh, the CSO, the, the, uh, the chief security officer, uh, and and so everything is uh, is uh, is done in in a way where uh, you know we isolate it and and yeah so so that's a, that's the way it is and and then the other thing also is that uh, you know either as part of an isolation network we also have to build the fear I mean you know the, the whole thing is that you know uh, the impact of a, of a, of a, you know a malware attack uh, 
you know, if you do it uh, also in, a, in, in, in an environment where you actually don't see the impact, then again, uh, you don't get that, uh, uh, you know, feeling in your stomach, like, hey, you know, this is how serious the thing is. And so, uh, so we also simulate that, right? And so we have to simulate that with, uh, you know, cloud-based networks and things like that. And so, uh, so we do that. And so, uh, so uh, yeah, it's not uh, a small isolation network. Uh, we do have connectivity to, uh, you know, the cloud-based systems that are out there uh, and the cyber ranges out there that we can connect to. And so uh, all of these things can be done, uh, you know, in, in, a, in a large environment. So it's, it's scalable, right? I mean, and, and so uh, in the beginning classes, we, we work with small things. And, and as we go into the senior level classes, we have, uh, you know, scalable um, infrastructure. You're listening to 1200 WAI. This is Cyber Talk Radio, and I'm your host, Brett Pyatt. I'm joined uh, by the department chair at Texas A&M University, San Antonio, uh, and we're talking about the cybersecurity programs there on campus. Uh, as you guys were uh, going through and, and you're getting this stuff set up, um, how did the conversation with Facebook come about? Well, yeah, that's uh, very interesting, and so... Uh, you know, Facebook is uh, is a silicon giant, right? I mean, so, and, and for us to even, uh, you know, the, the culture of Texas versus the culture of, uh, you know, California is very different, first of all. And, and you know, I have lived in the, in the, in the Silicon Valley culture and, and, you know, it's very fast paced and, uh, and, and, you know, things happen very quickly. And so, so we were seeking uh, a partnership with uh, a Silicon Valley giant and, and, and then uh, Facebook, uh, uh, you know, partnership, uh, it kind of came along where uh, our, you know, we had, uh, you know, the, our upper level management, our president and, and things like that. She's from California, if you if you remember, and so she had some contacts, and and so uh, so she got to talking to the upper level management at, at Facebook at, at an event, and they 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 just said, and and so Facebook said that hey, no, they were trying to look for uh, a partner university in Texas to uh, to you know, showcase some of their things as well as, as well as provide opportunity in cybersecurity, and uh, uh, you know to uh, you know universities which have primarily uh, uh, you know underserved populations, and so uh, so that uh, so to, you know the president said hey yeah you know we we are one of those and and so uh, we we talk, they talked and and then they you know they said okay yeah we'll we'll do a, a what you call uh, a wedding operation and so there was an application uh, that's again uh, it's a facebook internal thing that uh, you know we had to fill out some forms and and talk about uh, you know our programs and things like that and so uh, so they looked at us and then they said oh yeah you are the ideal candidate uh, for for university in the state of texas and so uh, it, it's it's a pretty selective program and uh, and they only had eight other universities right now in that program and so we were the ninth university and the only university in the state of texas so uh, so it's pretty prestigious and uh, and so it is uh, basically facebook wants to provide opportunity to uh, to folks to, uh, to understand you know what happens in uh, you know in in uh, in, in, in cybersecurity uh, from uh, a, a, a giant perspective right I mean you know from a California giant perspective and so uh, so with that in mind uh, so what they provide to our students is uh, is a tremendous opportunity I mean in terms of scholarship they provide uh, uh, you know once so, so so first of all before I begin to that uh, they have a, a, they are partnered with a company called CodePath and um, and so uh, they uh, they have a course that they offer in cybersecurity, and uh, so that course is offered uh, through CodePath. It's an online course, but it is uh, it is through uh, the university uh, uh, registration mechanism, and and so you have to regist be registered for the course, and then uh, and and then once that course is uh, uh, taken, uh, then uh, the performance of the students in that course is of course monitored by CodePath, and and it's a pretty rigorous course we're offering it that this semester here, uh, the first time we're offering it, and and so when the students take that course, uh, 
uh, you know uh, they uh, they perform well and then facebook kind of knows what what they're doing and then uh, and then facebook offers opportunity to students who are performing well uh, you know they take them to uh, a black hat uh, you know which is a premier uh, in a conference uh, you know for hackers and things like that which normally a student would not go to and so uh, because it's a very expensive conference and uh, you know just a conference and things like that would cost about 5000 bucks you know the stay and 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 the passes and all that and so the defcon and black hat are, are pretty expensive conference and so facebook sponsors that and so uh, so this past uh, uh, summer where we had that conference in in vegas with always held in vegas uh, you know they took a bunch of our students and faculty and um, and and paid for all of that uh, and so so and, and we got to interact with facebook engineers over there uh, we got to in interact with the hackers and uh, see how it is really done and uh, and and you know we in the educational community kind of look towards uh, you know educational outlets and and seminars and things like that but uh, uh, but when you when you go to this conference where we have 30,000 40,000 people who are just added in in what they call different villages uh, uh, you know it, it's just an awesome i mean the students who are there were just walking around eyes open uh, you know, and and the activities go on throughout the night, and and a lot of them I don't know how much how many hours of sleep they got. It was like amazing experience for the students. I think, uh, on top of it all, you know, Facebook covered everything. You get to talk to Facebook engineers, and all of that. Facebook also brings their partners, you know, and so uh, so the amazing thing was that uh, Facebook brought uh, you know uh, people from Google and um, and and their other partners, and and our students got to talk to their engineers, and so. Uh, amazing and uh, then after that of course they also provide what they call talent um, so we could invite Facebook people to come to our uh, student events and they are they're very willing to come and, and talk about cyber security they did that uh, they gave us a demo of uh, you know how it really works how to hack into a system uh, so uh, so again uh, now the other thing is that now then Facebook then uh, once we get the uh, students involved uh, you know what, what Facebook says is that uh, for the good students and and better students, we'll provide you. We'll look at their resume, uh, you know, uh, to see if they 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 qualify for internship opportunities. I mean, you know, here's here's a company where they get hundreds of thousands of applicants every year, and just to get an engineer to look at you and to look at your resume is a very very big deal. And uh, and so for our students to have that opportunity is tremendous. Yeah, no, it sounds like a, a great partnership. I've been to uh, Black Hat and DEFCON a, a number of times myself. Um, and I think for getting that uh, kind of eye-opening perspective uh, from real practicing professionals in college can uh, really help folks accelerate their learning, bring that back to the rest of the students on campus. Um, is I, I think is as, as you're going through some of these things in, in college and learning them, you go, well, this is all just theoretical. None of this stuff's actually happening. And then you go to a place like DEFCON and you talk to some real practitioners. You you hang out and, and work on some of the capture the flag um, competitions, and you see that people are really doing uh, things that you're learning in school on a day to day basis in their jobs. Right. Absolutely. And 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 the thing is that uh, you know the concept that oh theoretically uh, you know oh this won't happen. That won't happen, you know, in software engineering, when we teach you, you know, uh, they say, oh, yeah, you know, no, no, nobody's going to, uh, you know, attack like that. No, but then <laughs> when you go to DEF CON and you see that, uh, you know, that uh, exploit has been taken advantage of, you know, and, uh, you know, it is... Uh <laughs> 
<laughs> broken in in a matter of seconds and and the tools that are used by hackers and things like that i mean uh, you know we pride ourselves in saying oh we have all these tools on the prevention side right but uh, but the tools that have been used by the hackers it's it's amazing i mean the technology i mean they have the data center over there that they set up at the place is uh, is so huge and and those are the resources which are available of course uh, black hat and all of these things they do it from the good side perspective right so they break it and then and then they want the want the folks and then they provide uh, you know an opportunity for the companies to come up with a solution things like that so uh, so it's all kosher it's all good you know and it's tremendous learning experience and uh, you know and and the other conferences too i mean uh, facebook also i mean in 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 the upcoming summer here uh, semester here we are also going to enigma uh, which is which is a pretty big deal uh, for academic uh, folks yeah and so uh, so they sponsor that. They also have uh, partnerships. Uh, they also provide scholarship monies, right? And so they have a competition where uh, they, uh, you, you know, so they gave out about a million dollars uh, in in terms of uh, uh, other projects. So about a sixty thousand dollar project. So a faculty can work with a student on say uh, a real uh, a problem, and uh, they propose that to Facebook, and and then the Facebook will fund that to to work on it. And so then they can come in and say uh, the solution. And so uh, yeah, so these are uh, uh, you know just like. Uh, there's funding out there from you know other national sources like NSF and things like that where, where people go to. Uh, Facebook is is doing that, uh, you know, offering that kind of money uh, for for something that is uh, you, you know practical where rubber meets the road, right? I mean, so the real thing that uh, that they are facing. So. Yeah, I think it's it's an interesting one for folks to hear about that you're starting to see. Um, I'm going to call them grant sources uh, from. Uh, traditional tech companies uh, as they look to collaborate more with university on research, whether it's cybersecurity or artificial intelligence uh, or uh, all, all sorts of other um, systems on the, the hardware side of a lot of these things. Uh, uh, I've seen quite a bit of it out there, and, and it's good to see the collaboration between um, university and between the, the technology firms uh, really accelerate uh, so that we're solving these problems uh, in a manner where they're going to have a, a high quality solution. I think that's the, the kind of things you get out of academic research um, and an academic evaluation of a solution to a problem. You don't just get a quick fix. You'll get uh, a systematically uh, designed and tested solution uh, or a systematically designed and and disproven where you, you've you've researched a lot of things and found out none of them work. Uh, but you'll get that research done in a, in a way that uh, really kind of provides that confidence that it's it's done clearly. Absolutely. And uh, so uh, so and, and you know, there are a lot of other companies that are, are looking towards that, you know, and, and, and doing what Facebook is doing. And uh, and, and it's an opportunity that Facebook is providing um, to uh, to the academic community uh, to increase diversity, right? I mean, and so that's very big, uh, very big. And and so, uh, uh, you know, we want to look at, uh, you know, these platforms are used by a diverse set of population, right? And not only uh, within the United States, but outside of the United States. And so, so they are looking towards that to, uh, to bring uh, ideas from a diverse population into uh, uh, into their work, um, and and uh, what best way to do that uh, than with a university, right? And so where we have people coming in from all walks of life, all kinds of uh, 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 you know stratas and 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 and, and backgrounds, and so it's absolutely uh, one of the uh, great partnerships that we uh, we have established and hope to cherish in the long run. 
Yeah. You're listening to 1200 WAI, and this is Cyber Talk Radio. I'm joined by the Department Chair for Computing and Cybersecurity at Texas A&M University San Antonio. Uh, we're uh, going to take a quick break here at the bottom of the hour for a news, traffic, and weather update. If you've uh, just turned your radio on right now, uh, you can listen to the rebroadcast of this on our website at www.cybertalkradio.com on Tuesday, November the 27th. If you uh, happen to be listening to us uh, via our website or your favorite podcast, service. Thank you for tuning in there. Uh, if you do have a favorite podcasting service where you cannot find our program, uh, reach out to us on Facebook or Twitter. Uh, let us know and we will get that added and get you a CyberTalk Radio t-shirt. If uh, there are topics you would like us to cover, Facebook and Twitter are also a great way to uh, let us know what you're interested in and what you would uh, like to hear from our guests or uh, maybe I end up doing a, another monologue episode. I've, I've done a couple of now um, as we were talking a little bit about Facebook and the partnerships here. Uh, I've talked to all this data privacy stuff that came up in front of Congress. Uh, I, I talked about that for two episodes. There's nothing that Facebook or Google is collecting now that advertisers haven't been trying to collect for 500 years so if you want to hear about that in a couple hour long uh, really a little bit of a rant uh, I, I went off on that so we're going to go ahead and take that quick break and we will be uh, back here to talk more about the what's going on with cybersecurity at Texas A&M University San Antonio Welcome back to CyberTalk Radio. I'm your host, Brett Pyatt, a 20-year internet security veteran, and we're talking about the cybersecurity programs at Texas A&M University San Antonio. Uh, they've been here in town for a decade now. Uh, they've been uh, offering a, a full four-year uh, curriculum, not just the uh, upper-class curriculum now for, for three years. And uh, the cybersecurity program is in a, a brand-new uh, building uh, for this 2018 uh, school year. So a $63 million building is, is the notes that I have here on, on what you guys spent on that one. Oh, yeah, it is. Uh, if, yeah, uh, I mean, again, again, I don't know the exact number, but it, it uh, the facility does look like, uh, yeah. you know, that, that money has been spent. <laughs> yeah, with uh, and, and we were talking before the break. I mean, it's a security operations center in there, um, networks for testing and training and everything else. So, I mean, really all the things that uh, you need to get a real practical hands-on education and not just a theoretical education. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, during the, the break there at the bottom of the hour, we were um, talking about uh, some of the other things. But we've I know we have many high school listeners uh, on the, the program that are uh, on a Cyber Patriot team right now. And uh, some of them may be wondering, what do I need to do uh, in order to, to get into a program like this in college? Uh, yeah, great. Uh, so the, the, the first and foremost thing uh, that, that we want to, uh, uh, you know, 
let everyone know is that uh, cybersecurity is not just for computer science folks, right? I mean, cybersecurity is for everyone. And and so uh, computing as a discipline touches every discipline, uh, uh, you know, uh, in, in, in the world. And so, uh, and, and and just like that, cybersecurity touches everything. And, and so, uh, so folks in every discipline need to know uh, some basics of cybersecurity, uh, you know, like cyber hygiene uh, that we talk about uh, in terms of passwords and 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 you know phishing and and things like that. So uh, so those are the kind of concepts that uh, you may uh, learn or uh, you know, but uh, from a general perspective. But then uh, one should also know you know scratch the surface a little bit and go a little bit deep and and try to understand how uh, that happens uh, uh, from an organization perf- uh, per- uh, uh, perspective and how it can affect uh, you know the operations of an organization, you know, a simple click on, uh, you know, an email attachment can actually uh, cause uh, millions of dollars of damage, uh, and so, uh, so, so everybody needs to know that. And uh, so, uh, so, 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 from a high school perspective, that's that's the beginning, right? And then uh, we go on to talk about, uh, you, you know, uh, you know, different. Uh, so students will get uh, interested in that one, and and so they can take a, an elective in uh, in in computing or, or a cybersecurity elective uh, if if the school is offering that, uh, and 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 more more schools are uh, trying to offer that uh, kind of a perspective. Um, uh, so, uh, so again, uh, math is important, you know, to anything that we do. Uh, hanging into the math the, the algebra class yeah uh, so uh, because that eventually comes into play uh, uh, so stem education uh, even though it may sound uh, geeky it really is not uh, uh, you know uh, trying to learn uh, the simple concepts uh, uh, you know uh, from computing uh, that's what we have yeah but it um, don't necessarily they don't have to take AP computer science in high school no no not necessarily absolutely not and so uh, so just that uh, you know they, they they learn computing and, and today you know which discipline uh, you know there is out there with that for which you don't really use some kind of a computer software I mean you know uh, so even even tools like uh, you know an art student may be using uh, uh, you know art uh, software you know, Photoshop series and things like that uh, and there's always a, an, a better way to say for example render a picture right I'm so you say, hey, now you're, you're using this tool. How can I make this better, right? And so then you'll say, okay, I'll, I'll go ahead and and fiddle with this uh, particular, uh, you know, menu aspect and see. Oh yeah, but 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 then then you know I can I can make an improvement by plugging in this external module. So you need to know, hey, how I download that and I plug it in, and then voila, you know, I mean, I, we have uh, you know a special feature that uh, nobody else has, but you are able to incorporate that. So again, uh, so that's the next level, right? I mean, so uh, so so that gets into more and more technology. Technology, and then people try to learn how to the technology and how to uh, make it, uh, you know, usable for their particular application. And then, then they say, "Hey, how is the technology built, right?" And so that, in, uh, you know, goes on. And then they say, "Hey, I actually, I want to build that module that uh, you know a million others can use." And so, uh, so you want to put that. And then once you put it up, and you find uh, people are using it, and they say, "Hey, you know, this is this stuff is great." You know, I mean, uh, I I can make money off it, right? And so then they become entrepreneurs, right? And so so then they want to learn more. And so that's how that's how it goes. Yeah, yeah, and and so if you're listening out there as well, and you're in, in high school, you need to take the ACT or SAT. Uh, and so if, if you don't take it, it closes doors to you. It's not like if you if you don't take either of those tests, um, you don't have the opportunity to go to a, a university directly out of high school, um, like A and M San Antonio. Uh, you could go into a junior college and work your way through, and then maybe you could transfer as an upperclassman. But um, there's Really, go out there and just take the test. Um, if you're a high school student, there's no drawback to taking the test. Like everyone's going to get a test score. Um, you're going to learn where you're at 
take it your your junior year so you could take it again your senior year. Um, the schools all have programs to encourage you to take it now, and um, I'm almost certain that the cost is eliminated everywhere for uh, for that now. Um, uh, the school districts are supporting that, and if there's a school district out there, then you're a high school student that's not supporting you um, taking the SAT or ACT. Um, contact us in the program here, and I'll figure out how I help uh, lobby. We'll figure something out so that um, that is an option for everybody because uh, it it needs to be. So uh, you're saying as uh, you've got the computer science, cybersecurity, and then you you have the other aspects of it. And we we hint on this a lot in the program, talking a little bit about it, but. I um, would like to go a little bit deeper here for just a minute on the, the business process side of, of cyber things. So it's like if you, you have a, a cyber incident or cyber attack, how does the business process deal with that? Are these some of the kind of things that you're, you're teaching folks from a, an incident response and incident handling and business process development perspective? Uh, absolutely. I mean, so uh, so what we have is, uh, uh, y- y- you know, first of all, uh, y- y- when when an event happens, you know, so what are the, you know, how do you go about, uh, uh, you know, handling that event, number one. And so uh, sometimes, uh, you know, you may or may not be the technical expert for that, and that's okay. Uh, you, you know, we, we, we don't learn all of that. But the thing is, uh, say, for example, who do you bring in uh, to take care of that, right? I mean, so, uh, uh, so uh, uh, you know, uh, an event that can happen, uh, which is brand new, uh, probably not many experts know about how to deal with that event, and you really need to get that expertise. But once that event happens, then uh, then a lot of these companies uh, will prevent, uh, will will come up with mechanisms to to uh, to prevent that. And so then your malware is updated, your malware antivirus is updated, and and so uh, so then once so so you need to install that. And so uh, a lot of the thing is also on the preventive side, right? And so once that event happens, then uh, how do you make sure that you are learning? how to uh, to prevent uh, you know future uh, of the same thing even happening by by getting the right updates uh, updating your system uh, and if you have a vulnerability then uh, then you're aware of that and then you uh, you take special precautions because uh, in, a, in a business world it's not possible to update everything every time uh, because once you update something something else might break which is working and so so how do you prevent that and so uh, so sometimes you are aware of the vulnerabilities but but then what you have to do is that you take take the risk and say look uh, you, you, you know I I, I have to keep my business working and uh, but then i'm going to prevent this this and this by by putting in the blocks here and and the locks there and things like that so uh, so my business continues and then at the right time then i'm able to update my uh, my things everywhere because uh, constant updating also is not good for a business uh, because it may break uh, things which are already working and and then people are scratching their head hey, how did that break you know and so uh, so yeah so it is it, a balance and 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 we we need to learn that yeah you know, it's one uh, where uh, I think you have a, a lot of folks look at technology and they look at something like, why are these mainframes still around? Well, f- um, from a, a fundamental perspective, you you do s- some computer engineering and you do some um, computer science and you learn about how the, the programming languages work and you learn about how computers actually do math. Um, the way that Fortran does math is different than the way Java does math, and it's different than the way C++ and C handles math or Python or many of these other languages. So if I'm a financial institute, the way that math gets done is really important. The way that numbers are rounded is really important. Uh, and if I have a system that I know is tested and is working and in doing the math properly, so uh, I don't know, people's bank balances add up correctly at the end of the month, 
I don't want to change that code very, unless I absolutely have to. So um, this is, is why things don't just go out and get rewritten. Um, it's it's not as, as simple as uh, going through it. It looks simple at the surface layer, but these are some of the things that you'll get to learn as you, you go in and study some of these different courses um, at a college level, and, and you'll start to see some more of the constraints in the world, and that's one where you end up with a... Uh, compensating controls so you, you don't update that core thing that might be vulnerable might not be able to be patched but you can put um, things around it to to make sure it's it's still safe so um, and this is like why we you look at and in the, the physical workspace um, you have locks on doors but you, in some workplaces you might have still another lock that locks your laptop down to your desk um, so that cables it there so even if somebody gets through the outside door they still just can't come in and, and lift a computer off the desk and walk away with it there's different layers of, of things that go in and get put in from a, a control perspective uh, to protect things in the physical world and in the digital world you're listening to 1200 wai this is cyber talk radio and we're talking about the cybersecurity programs at texas a&m university in san antonio so uh, we have uh, some modules and different course things uh, that we also had a hit on during that bottom of the hour break where we were chatting. Can you go ahead and elaborate on those programs? Uh, yes, and so the the whole concept of cybersecurity is is so important now that um, uh, you, you know it is not in the, you know cybersecurity is not something that you learn at the end of uh, your curriculum. So for example, like a course or two that you are taking as a, a as a specialization, which you can uh, you know if you want to do more. But the thing is that. Uh, every student who, who graduates, uh, say for example, with anything in computing, should know about some aspects of cybersecurity, and and so that is the key, uh, uh, you know. And so, uh, like, uh, you know, and, and so, it's so what we are doing at uh, Texas A&M is try to 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 teach cybersecurity in every uh, computing course, uh, you know. So some aspect of cybersecurity is taught in every computing course, so right from the first program that you write about, say uh, the Hello World, the the called uh, the Hello World program. Uh, you learn uh, concepts of security from there. Like, hey, if 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 I want to write "Hello World," how would I encrypt it? Say, for example, and so uh, so we start start talking about encryption, and then uh, you know how could that encryption be broken? And then then you can take that and then uh, move it to the next level, and and so uh, so that's how we uh, uh, you know cybersecurity can be in, uh, you know taught taught about that. And so uh, the whole idea is to uh, so that even if a student who graduates with a uh, with a degree in computing and and probably hasn't taken any cyber specific uh, cybersecurity specific uh, electives or courses or the track or what have you has a very good knowledge of cybersecurity in general and and can 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 deal with the situation uh, because uh, because cybersecurity is here to stay. I mean, cyber attacks are here to stay. I mean, they are not uh, you know not going to suddenly vanish and 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 so um, uh, so we have to prepare every computing student for that. So. As part of that, then uh, uh, you know we 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 got an NSA grant uh, to work on that uh, particular uh, concept, and 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 so we uh, we have developed a whole bunch of modules uh, that we can introduce now in uh, a series of courses, right from the freshman course, uh, the the very first course that we talked about, where you even learned the Hello World program, and uh, and 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 all the way to a cryptography course where you uh, talk about RSA and 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 those kind of uh, uh, you know and and more advanced. Uh, 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 cryptography uh, topics. 
So, uh, uh, so now with these modules, uh, we as I said as part of the grant last year, we, we developed about 43 of these modules and a lot of these modules can be uh, you know, taught in uh, intro courses. Uh, so we, we demonstrate that even at high school level, uh, you know, when, I, uh, uh, when I do my talk at, uh, at the various high schools, uh, uh, you know, we do a demonstration of that. Uh, we, we give a few, uh, uh, you know, uh, what do you call, materials to, to the teachers. And, and the beauty of these modules is that they are completely independent in the sense that uh, the, the entire, uh, each of these modules come with a package. It comes with a PowerPoint, it comes with the, with the, with the uh, instructor's guide, uh, a lab exercise, a lab solution, uh, all of that. And so, so these modules are now, uh, uh, you know, available at the NSA website. And, and they are in the process of finalizing that. Uh, so, so once these, uh, uh, it's not only from our university, but, uh, but various other universities uh, from the, throughout the United, uh, United States were involved in the project. And so they have put up their modules. And so, so all of these modules will be publicly available. And, and, and so all you have to do is register as an institution and, and anybody can download it. And it's, it's a ready-to-go package. So, so if, if a student, for example, if, if, if an instructor decides, hey, I want to teach cybersecurity, but I don't have time to prepare and this and that and all that, just go download this you know download from the website you have the entire thing your PowerPoint and everything is ready you know and within a few minutes you are able to set it up and 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 rip it and, and so uh, students will learn that and and, and so it, it's the whole idea is to bring uh, cybersecurity education to uh, anybody and everybody who is uh, you know and get students more, more students interested in this yeah so if you're uh, an educator uh, at an institution out there a uh, college or high school uh, go check out these modules on the nsa website get registered in there and uh, see what you can do to introduce this in the uh, curriculum to your students just to uh, expose them maybe at the high school level give them a little uh, look forward into uh, what they could learn if they studied this more because uh go ahead uh, so uh, the the nsa website is uh, uh, you, you know it's clark uh, c-l-a-r-k dot center c-e-n-t-e-r so uh so so c-l-a-r-k dot center is is a website and and again i said it's it has hundreds of these modules uh and and they're making a lot of these modules available uh as they uh, you know come in um well, you know so so just to just to give that website yeah is we're we're looking at hundreds of thousands of job openings for cybersecurity, and as technology continues to to permeate everything across business, we're expecting uh, the need for millions of people uh, in the workforce to have cybersecurity skills. And uh, you're not graduating millions of cybersecurity graduates yet. No, uh, no, no it's a, <laughs> tremendous a, shortage. Yeah. Yes, tremendous shortage. So, uh, the, yeah, the more that we can incorporate cybersecurity curriculum into everything, uh, is it's it's not just uh, about finding buffer overflows and and coding errors and and system errors. It's about um, thinking about the security and safety of data. What type of encryption to use? Where? Um, how to store things and. Um, keep things safe from a, a controls perspective. There's lots of aspects to this across um, everything uh, through through business, through risk mitigation and process management as well. So you guys are, are working on uh, that stuff, developing some of these curriculum modules, but then there's also uh, another collaboration center here that's getting uh, up and going in San Antonio between the universities and the cybersecurity educators and, and uh, private sector and, and even, I guess, some public sector or Department of Defense folks absolutely and so uh so you know san antonio is uh is a is a cyber city and 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 so there's a lot of cyber security activities going on and so it behooves us uh, you know for all of our uh, you know universities and um, and uh, and business partners to come together uh, industry and academia uh, as well as government to come together and so uh, so this uh, now 
NSCC has been established in, in, in San Antonio, the National uh, Security Collaborative Center, uh, uh, which will bring uh, research as well as lessons learned from various universities all together. And so we'll be working as partners and, and looking towards uh, uh, you, you know, uh, cybersecurity issues uh, which face uh, uh, in these three areas. I mean, government has uh, you know, uh, NSA and FBI and, and you know, all the folks over here in terms also in terms of the, uh, the Air Force and, and the military and, and, and you know, so, uh, so we have so many of, of, of those issues uh, that have to be handled as well as, uh, uh, you know, as we talked about in, on the business side, you know, banks and, and health agencies and privacy issues. And, and, uh, and so, uh, so how do we all look at the problem from, from, a, cent uh, from a perspective where uh, we can come up with solutions uh, which are applicable to, to the various domains, right? Um, uh, San Antonio is uh, also moving as a city towards, you know, being a smart city. And, and so, uh, uh, and so uh, the, a lot of the city infrastructure is on the cloud, is on the web. Uh, you know, how could that be, a, uh, you know, an issue or, uh, you know, how, how do we prevent, uh, uh, you know, any malicious attack on, 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 on those systems? Uh, so, so it is, it's the city government, uh, the county government, uh, uh, you know, the state government, um, and, and of course the national government. So, uh, so we all need to work collaboratively together. And so this center that's being formed uh, downtown uh, is a collaborative attempt and, and put all the heads together, the, uh, the top-notch researchers from all these inst institutions will come together, uh, work on, on things, uh, as well as uh, not only on the, on, on the existing issues, but also uh, issues, uh, uh, challenges, which will prevent these kind of things. Uh, you know, what's, what's going to happen tomorrow? I mean, today we use, uh, uh, you know, a credit card which has a chip on it, you know, which is used for uh, for authentication and 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 security uh, for the transaction. Uh, well, what's the next thing that's going to happen? You know, uh, we don't want to it be so restrictive that uh, uh, you know, as, as a society, as we are moving forward, uh, we don't want it to be where we keep punching in uh, uh, you, you know codes every time. And so, so what is the what is the way to to enhance security in a natural way uh, where uh, we do everything the way we're doing it, uh, but yes, it is very secure. Uh, uh, and uh, the next steps are, you know, uh, 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 automated vehicles, you know. I mean, if you were driving on a highway uh, using a, a system, an automated uh, system, uh, what is uh, what if somebody were to hack it and, and it cause you to crash? Uh, we don't want that. Uh, but at, at the same time, we can be scared of automated systems, right? And and we can't say, oh, we're not going to use it because there's a possibility. No, uh, you know, we are moving into a society where we want to do what we want to do uh, in a very secure way. Yeah. Now, people are already crashing on highways in Texas. I mean, if, <laughs> if, if, if for those listening outside the state of Texas, we've got digital billboards uh, across our interstate freeways here that report the number of people killed on our roads every year. And um, I think that the nationwide number is now about 30,000 people a year die on our, our roads in the U.S., um, Texas being a big chunk of the population. I think we, we end up with about three to 4,000 of those. Um, so when folks talk about software and these, these driving cars, we need to make them really good, but we don't have to wait for perfect. Uh, we're already not perfect as human drivers. So, uh, yeah, there's a whole interesting ethical dilemmas about all that sort of stuff. We uh, covered that in depth uh, with a, an attorney um, specialized in this area on CyberTalk Radio. You can listen to the, the rebroadcast of that episode on our website at www.cybertalkradio.com or um, out there on any of the, the podcasting services as well. It's a, kind of a fascinating topic as you, you think about some of these systems and um, just the, the problems of like where if you, you ask somebody um, – 
how good the self-driving car has to be. It has to be perfect because every individual believes they're a perfect driver, but collectively we all know we're not. So how do you, yeah, where do you make that cutover point on that one? These are some of the things from a cybersecurity perspective that you were talking about, like the chips and the cards. We, we need to roll them out in a way where usability does not um, get hindered by uh, the additional security because people will always pick the easiest solution. Uh, this is uh, an interesting one for, I guess, everybody out here in the audience you'll be aware of. So uh, we made these uh, mandatory seatbelt laws. Um, I think the first ones went back in the 1970s where they were starting to ask people to wear your seatbelt all the time. Um, and this were just lap belts back then. And eventually we had shoulder belts and and you could get a ticket and there's all these click it or ticket campaigns and all the rest of these things. Um, and people still really weren't wearing their seatbelts that much more. Everyone knew that um, you would get in trouble. But the the way that they finally uh, got everyone to wear their seatbelts is through mandating the auto manufacturers make it beep at you in a really annoying way until you put your seatbelt on. Um, so this is kind of the inverse usability. It's that it, that beeping uh, will drive you nuts so much to the point you put your seatbelt on. And that, that was what finally got everyone wearing their seatbelts in their car. Yeah, as you, as you look at, at rolling out these things, usability um, and that user experience for the, the person is key, or you, you won't get them to do things that even that they know are, are in their own best interest. So we've, we've got a couple of minutes to, to wrap up here. Um, one of the things our, our listeners are always uh, interested to learn from the experts we have on the program is, how did you get to, to kind of where you're at? So if uh, you can go uh, share with our listeners a little bit of your story of uh, how do you end up a uh, department chair for a cybersecurity program? Well, I mean, uh, so uh, I'm an engineer. I, I, I did my bachelor's in production engineering. And so, uh, uh, you know, when I went into, uh, you know, standing in in the queue in those days uh, where we had to stand in queue for registration, right? And, and in, in front of a window, like uh, how you buy a railway ticket or something. You know? <laughs> and so I was standing in for registration and somebody came in and asked me, hey, what are you going to do? And I said, I'm going to be an engineer, you know, and, 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 and nothing wrong against engineering. But but uh, but that uh, that person, uh, you know, he told me, you know, there are a lot more jobs in, in computers and computing and so i said oh really uh so i just switched to the next line <laughs> and uh, that was the next line for computer science master's in computer science so i studied that line and they told me oh yeah you can become a computer science you just have to take these courses prerequisite course i said oh, no problem you know well that was then and this is now i took one course and i got interested in it and then uh, you know i did my master's and phd and and uh, and and again, well, you know, I've been working on network, and you know, I've, I've worked in the industry for a few years, and then uh, you know, I've worked on transactions and and networks, and uh, you know, all that. And so, in those days, we didn't call it cybersecurity; it was just network and network security and and web security in terms of you know all that. And now it's all put together, and it's become this big uh, thing about cybersecurity. And so, uh, yeah, it, it you know, we just have to. It's one step at a time. So. Anybody can become, uh, you know, uh, you know, great at doing things, and and it's just one course at a time, one step at a time, and and again bringing people together. I mean, you look at Silicon Valley. I mean, you can see uh, 18, 20 year olds doing some fascinating things, and 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 this this whole world, this whole thing, uh, the the net has become an equalizer. I mean, there's no such thing as you know, uh, I can't do it, and things like that. You just put your mind to it, and and you got it, you know. And so uh, I I look at all this stuff and say, man, I mean. There's so much yet to learn. I think, uh, you know, people think and look at me and say, you're the chair, you must be knowing a lot. I say, sometimes I feel 
I don't know so much. If I tell them if I don't know so much, probably they'll kick me out of my chair's position. <laughs> no, you've, you've, but, you've, you've reached the but, competence curve where the further you go up that curve, yeah. the less you realize you yeah. actually know. Right, right. So, <laughs> well, learning is all it's all about and, and never, never stop learning in this uh, and, and in this field is growing so fast that, uh, you know, it's just fascinating. Yeah. Well, it was a pleasure having you on. If you uh, just turned your radio on right now, this is CyberTalk Radio on 1200 WAI. Uh, I was uh, joined this week by the Department Chair for uh, Computing and Cybersecurity at Texas A&M University in San Antonio. You can listen to the rebroadcast of this on our website at www.cybertalkradio.com on Tuesday, November the 27th.